welcome, welcome, welcome yet to another Tuesday Timely Torah Talks. Tonight we have a very special guest with us, Rabbi Uri Lati, renowned lecturer, a man that inspires thousands of people all over the world. Rabbi Lati, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you for having me. It is all our pleasure. Always exciting to see you and always, uh, you know, spreading Torah and always ready, willing, and able to uh, speak for Chazak. So we really, really appreciate it. And uh, just seeing the smile on the rabbi's face, we decided that the topic will be happiness. Uh, what's the secret sauce? So before we delve into tonight's exciting topic of simcha, of happiness, uh, Rabbi, could you just give our listeners a little bit of a background about yourself? Yes, of course. Thank you, Rabbi. First of all, I'd like to thank Rabbi for organizing this event. He always does an amazing job with Hazak. Not the first time I'm with Hazak. So he planned many events. Um, thank you to Hazak, of course. Thank you to Torah anytime for streaming this. Um, yeah, sure. I, Baruch Hashem, we've been giving classes for over 18 years um, in Arabic and in English. Um, it goes throughout Rabbi, the whole Rabbi, say world. that again. You said Arabic? Yes, in Arabic and so in the English. Syrian community. Okay, interesting. Uh, believe it or not, not only for the Syrian community, it goes all over the world to people that are not even Jewish. That's the Really? Arabic. Wow. So Baruch Hashem, that's amazing. Um, Baruch Hashem, I work for my brother during the day. And it's a big, uh, it's, it's, it's a big hezuk, which means it's a big, uh, it's great to work for my brother because he gives me time, you know, in the middle of work to prepare for the classes that I give in the night. <laughs> so, um, I, again, I wanted to thank Chazak, Torah Anytime. It's like we're one big family right now, Baruch Hashem. Thank God we're part of the Torah Anytime family, Chazak family, and together we spread Torah all over. Baruch Hashem. Okay, Rabbi, so this week's topic, as we said, is happiness. What's the secret sauce? Before one embarks on a journey, you have to know what's the destination, where you're going. Before we try to go on the voyage towards achieving happiness at tonight's uh, event, uh, lecture, uh, program, can you please explain how would you define the word happiness? Sure, sure. So us as Yehudim, as Jews, uh, we have to always look to the Torah that we have in order to answer any question that we have. So I think if we look to Rav Sadok HaKohen of Lublin, he has in many sefarim, in Peri Sadiq, Boked Akarim, Selah, and many other sefarim, he says, any time in the Torah that the f- word appears the first time, that's the meaning of the word throughout anywhere you find in the Torah. So we have to see where in the Torah do we have the word simcha, happiness, for the first time. So I did a little research and I saw that the first time that the word happiness or sameah, to be happy in the Torah appears, is by Aharon HaKohen. Aharon, we know, the brother of Moshe. Now Hashem tells Moshe, when you're going to Mitzrayim, when you're going down to Egypt, you'll meet your brother Aharon, and he'll see you. And it says, He'll see you. He'll be happy inside his heart. What does that mean, he'll be happy inside his heart? So the Or Chaim, the commentator, says, even though he might not look happy from the outside, outwardly, but from the inside, it's internal simcha, it's internal happiness. So, which means happiness has to be internal. From the inside, we really have to feel happy. Maybe from the outside, we put on a facade. Many people can walk around as a facade, as a show that they're happy. But true happiness has to be on the inside. Now, what does Aharon teach us? It's a very important lesson because, you know, Aharon was the leader of B'nai Israel of the Jews in Egypt before Moshe appeared on the scene. He was with them way before. Now, all of a sudden, Moshe comes on the scene. He's going to be the head hancho. Hashem gives him all the authority. He's the leader. Now, how do we think Aharon feels on the inside? Anyone, by nature, has to feel a little jealous, 
you know, somebody stepping uh, on my toes or, or infringing, trespassing. But no, no, the Pasuk says, the verse says, He's really happy on the inside. Internally, he's happy on the inside. So what does that mean? Look, we're not perfect. We have our ups and downs. We have our days of sadness, of happiness. We have our days that we're very angry sometimes at our plot in life. You know, uh, we don't understand why things are happening to us, but at least we have a precedent. At least we have someone as a Haron to teach us that if you really want to be happy, Overlook everything that's going on in your because if you have it, if Hashem gave it to you, that's the best thing for you. If He didn't give it to you, He understands why He doesn't give it to you. So Aharon felt at, as of now, why should I not be happy for my brother? Of course I'm happy because if Hashem deemed that my brother Moshe is going to be the leader of the Jews instead of me, that's the best thing that could happen to me. So why am I not happy? So that's internal happiness. So again, happiness. True happiness is happiness on the inside, internal happiness. That's the meaning of happiness, not outside. Wow, powerful, Rabbi Lati. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And, and as we know, everyone has their own baggage of problems. And uh, they have stress, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual. Everyone has their own baggage of problems. How do we move on from our plot in life and get out of our problems in order to achieve happiness? What do you say, Rabbi? So I think, Rabbi, in the question lies the answer, because we know if we, if we look around the world, everybody has their own pekala, everybody has their own package of problems. And if we really delve into it, we don't want to switch our problems to anybody else. We'd always rather our own problems, because we don't know, again, like I said earlier, it's a facade. People look like they're happy, but if we really look down and see what's going on in their own personal life, we'd rather our own problems than their problems. You know, David Melech says in Tehillim, in Psalms, Gam mavit, even if I walk in the shadow of death, lo irara, I'll never worry. Why? Because Hashem, you're with me. Your staff, your stick, and your supporting cane, they'll comfort me. So the obvious question is, I understand that a, a walking stick or a stick that can, that can support me will comfort me. But how does the staff comfort me? A staff is a stick that somebody hits their dog with. How does, what does that mean? Hashem, your stick that you hit me with is going to comfort me? So David Melech is telling us a very important lesson in life. Because it's the stick that Hashem, you know, quote-unquote hits us with, which is the problems in our life, is the same exact thing, does the same, has the same outcome as the supporting stick. Why? Because what is, what's the meaning of, of problems in life? Why does Hashem send us problems? Because He wants us to get closer to Him. Hashem, doesn't, Hashem is not cruel, God forbid. Hashem is not, you know, waiting on, to get us to zap us with the light. No, God forbid. Anytime we have problems in life is because Hashem wants us to come closer to Him. That's the meaning of problems. So again, the reason why Hashem sometimes hits us with the stick is because He wants to support us, to bring us close to Him. You know, I saw in a sefer, I forgot the name of the sefer, but I know the author, Hacham Eliyahu Duet HaKohen, Sefaradi. And he says, I quote, En simcha ela davka simcha ka Torah. The true happiness in life is when you're learning Torah and you look to the Torah to all the answers, like we said earlier. And he says, why is that the true happiness? Because it'll always make you happy, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you have problems, whether you don't have problems. So he interprets the word, uh, your stick that hits, he says that's the problems in life, but the supporting stick 
the cane that I could support myself on is the Torah, which means anytime I have problems in my life with the stick that Hashem is supposedly hitting me or, you know, it looks like he's hitting me with, I look to the Torah. And when I look at the Torah, I understand that the whole reason why Hashem is sending me the problems is because he wants me to learn Torah more, to come closer to him. So that's supporting me. Also, we have to understand. We have to understand. And that's, that's what it means. It comforts me. Because if I know that Hashem is not doing it as a spite, Hashem is not doing it because he hates me, God forbid, he's not cruel. He wants to always comfort me, he always wants to support me, that I overlook those problems. And why would I not be happy in life if I know I have a father in heaven that's, that always loves me? You know, especially now we're in Chodesh Av. Chodesh Av, yes, it's a morning uh, a month. It's a month where the destruction of both temples happened, other tragedy happened, happened. But what's the, what's the name of the Chodesh? What's the name of the month? Av. You understand? Who's hitting me? My father's hitting me. So if my father's hitting me, it can be my loving father. It can be my loving father. He hates me that he's hitting me. No, any father that loves his children, he hits them, you know, as a patch, you call it. He hits them because he wants to warn them, don't do that again. It's because I'm supporting you. It's because I want to give you strength to overcome anything in life so you can come closer to me. It, 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 we have to also understand that anything that happens to us in life, we shouldn't worry. Worry, again, worry is only if a person doesn't know who's hitting them. Worry only comes to a person that doesn't know who's sending him these problems. If we know deep down that it's God, that's Hashem sending us these problems, why would we worry? Rav Nachman says, there's a verse that we say, it's in Mishle, in Proverbs. Rabot machashavot ish Hashem People think all day. How am I going to achieve this? How am I going to make more money? Because believe it or not, most of our problems, maybe 95% or more of our problems are how are we going to pay our bills? Where's the money going to come from? My expenses. How am I going to, in Hebrew, they say, how am I going to finish this month? How am I going to get all this money? So Rav Nachman says, the person keeps on thinking, has a lot of thoughts, but in the end of the day, in the end of the day, whatever Hashem wants will happen. So if I believe whatever Hashem wants will happen, why would I be wor- Why would I worry? Why would I be happy? So again, I think that in life we have to always believe that no matter what's happening to me in life, I could overlook it if I believe that Hashem Almighty, that God Almighty, my Abba and Shamayi, my Father in Heaven, He is the one who will always take care of me. And who is the one who always supports me? So I always be happy. I always, I always want to tell you one story. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, he tells a story. He told a story of a person that survived the Holocaust. And he always he came to Shul. And he always said in Shul, he always had this verse. He always repeated this verse. And he said, I always have to be happy. No matter what. I always have to be happy. I always have to be happy. So the rabbi came over to him. He says, you know, this is a great thing that you always... Repeat over and over, where did you learn this? He said, I learned this by seeing somebody in the Holocaust. And no matter what the Nazis did to him, they beat him up. They tortured him. They, they, they made him feel as if Gehinam, purgatory, here in the world. And no matter what, he always said, Hashem is great. I always have to be happy. I always have to be happy. So then Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky asked this person, do you know the name of this person that kept on saying this verse? in the Holocaust, when he was being afflicted, he said, I don't know his, uh, you know, his first and last name, but all I can tell you is they called him the Rebbe of Kloisenberg. Mm. And we know the Rebbe of Kloisenberg, 
in the Holocaust, the Nazis in Machshemah Vezichram, they killed his wife, his 11 children, but he kept on saying, repeating the verse, you have to always be happy, you have to always be happy. And this is a very, very hard thing to internalize. But again, like, at least we have a precedent of somebody that no matter what happens in my life, he has to overlook what's going on with him, right? At the moment, because there's a bigger picture out there. And we know what happened. He survived the Holocaust. He built a great uh, hospital. Where many people came. Uh, but he overlooked this part of life, what's going on right now. And he said, I always have to be happy. I always have to be happy. So that's how we overlook whatever is going on in our life and, and overcome it. Powerful, 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 Rabbi Lati. Amazing, amazing. So, so the next question leads us to the next question, which is, uh, we all want to achieve happiness overnight, you know, instant. Everything in, in this generation is uh, instant coffee and instant gratification and the fast food and, uh, you know, the fastest cars. So, so, but we know in life, all great things, it takes time for it to come to fruition. And we actually see it from this past week's parashah, parashat Maaseh, which, uh, you know, it describes the 42 journeys of uh, the Jewish people in the, in, in the desert, and the commentators explain that the reason is to teach us that in life, for greatness, for anything, it takes time, slowly but surely. And uh, how does patience and happiness correlate? How do you connect it to? Oh, that, that's a great question because all our gedolim, all our great rabbis understood that they don't become great rabbis overnight. There's no such thing you mentioned, Rabbi, is instant coffee, there's fast food, instant rice. There's no such thing as an instant rabbi. There's no such thing. Till today, they didn't fashion anything that you put water and you become an instant rabbi overnight. It takes time. And I think one of our great rabbis that we can learn tremendously from is Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva at age 40 was an ama aritz, which means he did not understand anything. Aleph, the alphabet, he didn't understand. But his wife pushed him. And she said, you can do it. You can achieve it. And he went to yeshiva. He came back 24 years. Well, 12 and 12. He came back 24 years later with 24,000 students. So it took him time to become the great rabbi that he was. But let's talk about the happiness that he had. You know, before he went to yeshiva, before he became the rabbi Akiva that he was, he used to say, oh, just let me get my hands on the rabbi and I'll bite him like a donkey. I want to bite all the rabbis like a donkey. So I saw once in a sefer, in the book, that the Rabbi Akiva didn't say this out of hatred to the rabbis. No, no, no. We think that he said, give me a rabbi to bite him like a donkey because he hated him. No. Rabbi Akiva was really jealous of the happiness that he saw on the faces of the rabbis. And he said, I'm jealous of that happiness. Give me him. I want to bite him because I'm so jealous of him. And now we ask ourselves the question. One second. You're jealous of a rabbi that's in yeshiva all day that barely makes a living, that could barely, you know, uh, has money for his expenses. Because we see, we see the life of the rabbis that, that almost said in effort, that sacrificed their whole being, their whole essence, their whole life, to teach Torah, to perpetuate Torah in, in, in Am Yisrael, in Jewish people and abroad in the world. And, and, and Rabbi HaKiva is, is jealous of their happiness, yes, because he saw a rabbi, no matter what happens in the life, he looks at the Torah, and like we said earlier, he overcomes everything that comes his way by teaching the Torah, by learning the Torah, by looking at the Torah. And Rabbi Akiva says, I want that happiness. I, I, I'm jealous of that happiness. I want it. And guess what? Rabbi Akiva went to yeshiva for 24 years 
to achieve that happiness. He wasn't Rabbi Akiva overnight. There's no such thing as, like we said, instant rabbi. He went to Yeshiva for 24 years to achieve that happiness. You know, we mentioned earlier, we mentioned earlier the Pasuk, the verse, whatever Hashem wants will happen. The Midrash says that there was once a person walking in the street and he came on the road and he came to a fork in the road. Either he goes left or he goes right. He didn't know how to reach his destination. But he saw an old man sitting over there by the crossroads. So the old man told him, look, you could choose the left or you could choose the right. I'll tell you the difference. The left, he tells him, the beginning, you have a very hard time. You have thorns. But in the end, it will be smooth sailing. That's the left. The right is In the beginning, it's smooth sailing, no bumps in the road. But in the end, you have a very hard time reaching the destination. And I suggest, old man, again, I suggest you take the left. Go with the road that in the beginning, it's hard. But in the end, you, you reach your destination, I'll be mishor, I'll be smooth sailing. If we take what this old man told this person in the road, what do you say? The beginning is hard, thorns, problems, but in the end, it's mishor. That's the acronym for takum. We said, whatever Hashem wants will happen. And guess what? Takum is the acronym. In the beginning, it's going to be very hard. But in the end, it's smooth sailing. Yes, you want to achieve happiness? It's not overnight. You have to work on yourself. You work on yourself. You have problems along the way. You have tragedies. Not for along the way. Nobody wishes it. But, you know, no matter what, it will happen. You know, Hashem up there knows exactly what's best for us. So problems will happen. Tragedies will happen. Bumps in the road will happen. Obstacles will happen. Tests and tribulations will happen. But in the end of the day, we believe so for me, sure, in the end of the day, whatever Hashem wants, it'll be smooth sailing. So again, to answer your question, Rabbi, yes, happiness and, and patience correlate a lot. If you want to achieve happiness, oh, you have to have, you have, to have a lot of patience. You know, also we see it in Israel, when the Jewish people were in Mitzrayim, in Egypt, being afflicted for over 200 years. Hashem sends Moshe Rabbeinu and he says, I'm sending you because I saw the affliction of the Jews in Mitzrayim. Now, affliction or problems is sovel. Sovel, which means it's very hard on us. Sovel, we have, to, we have to endure. But it's funny because the word sovel, which means to endure problems, is the same letters as savlanut, which means, hello, patience. So it means you want to have, you wanna have uh, uh, some high at the end of the day, you have to sovel. You have to have the problems at the beginning. But through those problems, you have to have patience. Because don't worry, what ended up happening to the Jews after 200 years, Rabbi? They got out of Mitzrayim, but they had to endure and they had to have patience. So there, so because at the end, they left their, they left their problems, they left their Mitzrayim. Beautiful, Rabbi Lati, such chizuk, such inspiration. Love it, love it, love it. Amazing, amazing. So, so Rabbi, to sum all of the above, to put it all together, what is the secret sauce to achieving happiness, to achieving simcha? A secret sauce, well, a little bit of <laughs> rosemary, a little bit of garlic, <laughs> no, not really. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, to sum it all up, well, let's see. Let's see, you know, the word happiness in Hebrew is simcha. There is a pedic, there is a chapter in the Psalms that the Huda Melech, King David writes, Mizmor Shir Hanukkah Tabayit David, which means when he 
wanted to inaugurate the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, even though he didn't build it, but he's giving as a prophecy to his son, Shlomo, Solomon, King Solomon, to inaugurate the Mikdash, the, the Beit HaMikdash, the temple. He says, Mizmar Shir Hanukkah Tabayit. This is the song you should sing when you inaugurate the temple, Hanukkah, which means to inaugurate it, or to, like we have Hanukkah Tabayit in our own house, when you buy a house, we make Hanukkah Tabayit, we make a party, we inaugurate the house. But if we take the first letters of every single word, Mizmor, Shir, Hanukkah, Tabayit, it makes the word Simcha. What does that mean, Simcha? Which means you have to have, if you want to inaugurate your own Bayit, if you want to clean out your own Bayit, if you want to reach happiness, yes, if you want to re- reach happiness, what's the middle two letters in the word Simcha, happiness? Moach. Simcha is spelled Sin, Mem, Chet, Hey. The middle two letters are Moach. You have to clear out your thoughts. If you want to inaugurate your own house, you want to have you want to have a good life, you want to achieve happiness, it starts in the mullah. What does that mean? It starts in the mullah, it starts in your brains. I think it means that we're too busy worrying about what other people think about us. We're too busy pleasing other people. And if we're too busy pleasing other people, we'll never achieve happiness. Because we're always running after the new desire, after the new, the new gadget, after the new car, after the new house. And we're always living for other people. If we're living for other people, we'll never be happy. The only one being we should live for and aim to please, we've said it many times, is God Almighty, is Hashem. So we have to train our mind, our moach. If we want simcha, if we want that happiness, we have to train our brain to always believe or, or to internalize we're only pleasing God. You know, a person walks into a shul. A person walks into a shul to... to to pray or to learn. A shoemaker looks at him and a barber looks at him. The barber, the first thing he'll notice is his hair. The shoemaker, the first thing he'll notice is his shoes. Why is that? Because the shoemaker, all day he's busy and he's thinking about shoes. The barber, all day he's busy and he's thinking about hair. So which means you only think about, you only look about what you're thinking about all day. Which means if you're thinking about happiness all day, and you're training your brain to be happy all day, no matter what God throws at you in the trials and tribulations, the obstacle courses that you run throughout the day. But if you're always thinking about Hashem, if you're always thinking about happiness, if you're always thinking about Him to please Him, you train your thoughts and you'll always be thinking about it all day. So that's number one. Number two, no matter what we have in life, we always have to have gratitude. The attitude of gratitude is so important because we look around in the, in the world, like we said earlier, we look around the world, everybody has their own package of problems. We don't want their problems. We have to be happy. We have to have gratitude no matter what happens. Hashem is great. Hashem knows what's best for us. The, the attitude that we should have is gratitude. We should thank Hashem for whatever He gives us. David Melech even writes in Kaelin in Psalms, which means, you know the reason why people are upset? Atsum is to be upset all day. You know why people are upset all day? Because they're always thinking about money. That's why people are upset. Like we said earlier, if you're always thinking about money, how am I going to get, you know, keep up with the Joneses, like they say. I have to keep up with this guy, keep up with this guy. No, 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 you don't have to keep up with anybody. You have to be happy with what you have. Because if you're going to, like we said, if you're going to be thinking about money all day, you know what happens, kiss of his up? I said, man, you'll be, you'll be upset. So that's number two. Number three, like we said, don't worry about what you think about you. Maybe we said it number one. You know, it's, all to, it's, it's, it's a secret sauce. It's all together. <laughs> but, 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 but don't worry about what people are thinking about, thinking about you. You know, there's, there's a, a, 
as a joke that they say, but it's, it's real life. There was a person building his house. He's there with the contractor and he's telling the contractor, put the window over here and I don't like it over here and I don't like it over there. Somebody is passing by the streets and he tells the owner of the house, no, 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 the window doesn't look good over there. The door move it over there. So the owner of the house tells him, excuse me, it's none of your business. It's my, it's, not, it's my house. He tells him, it's not my business. What do you mean? You're building the house for me, aren't you? He says, I'm building the house for you. He says, yeah, you're building the house because I should look at it. I should like it. So you're not building it for yourself. If you're really building it for yourself, you would be happy with a one-story house with two bedrooms, but you're building it for other people. So I'm telling you, I don't like where the window is. I don't like the <laughs> angle of the door. I want a different door because you're building it for me because that's our problem. We're being too busy living life for other people. So for living life for other people, happy would be happy. And on top of all that, the main ingredient is emunah. We have to have emunah in everything in our life. Emunah, true belief that no matter what happens, it's the best for us. Like we said earlier, if we have it, it's the best for us. If we don't have it, that means God knows that it's not good for us. So all together with all that combined, that's a secret source to happiness. Rabbi, amazing, unbelievable chizuk inspiration. Just to add to what you're seeing, Rabbi, we all know we're in the month of Av, and uh, the, the rabbis tell us, Mim we have to lower our standards of happiness. But it doesn't tell us not to be happy. Well, a Jew, a Yid always has to be happy. So I'm very, very happy about this topic because it's very, very, very timely. And this program is called Tuesday Timely Torah Talks. Maybe you could leave us with some closing inspiring remarks for our listeners, which are especially timely. One final message, uh, another, uh, uh, you know, chizuk inspiration. Sure, sure. Rabbi, you know, you mentioned uh, like you mentioned a Jew should always be happy. It doesn't say not to be happy at all. It just says just lessen your happiness because like we said, there's tragedies and the problems of destruction of Beth Mikdash, the first one, the second one, the other ones. I saw in a sefer, very holy sefer actually, so he says, what does that mean? He says, look at Yosef HaSadiq. Yosef his brother sold him. He was 17 years old. What did he, he not go through in Egypt, in Mitzrayim? People tried to step all over him. In fact, a lady tried to seduce him. They put him in jail. But with all that, what does it say? No matter what happened with Yosef, he always succeeded in everything that he was doing. How? How could it be you're in Egypt? Nobody even knows you. Nobody likes you. Your brother sold you. You don't, have, you don't have a soul that knows who you are. You don't have a person that loves you. But with all that, you succeeded everything you're doing. Yes, you know why? Because Yosef understood one thing. As much as I'm feeling pain, you know who's feeling pain with me? Hashem. Hashem is also feeling pain. In fact, we say this pasuk in Psalms, in Te'elib, the chol saratam lo tsar. Every time a Jewish person goes through pain, Hashem goes through pain also. So we have to know, what does that mean? So he brings over there, that's the meaning of He says, read it like this. When Af comes in, you know how to bring down all those problems? How do you the Hodesh, the month of all problems? Everything that happens to you in life, how do you bring it down? Just like Yosef. Yosef, no matter what happened to him in Mitzrayim, no matter all the problems that he had in Mitzrayim, you know how he brought down all the tragedies and all the problems that he had in his life? 
Besimcha. Besimcha. We know what happened with Yosef. He became the viceroy. He became the second in command. And look what happened with Yosef. And we have to know one thing. Rav, Rav Nachman already says, he says, Mitzvah gedola liyot besimcha tamid. Mitzvah, it's a big mitzvah to always be happy. But if we open up the mitzvot, there's no mitzvah to always be happy. So what does Rav Nachman say? He says, you cannot come to fulfill any of the commandments if you're not happy. If I'm always upset, I'm always downtrodden, I always have problems, I'm not looking at the bigger picture, I don't have emunah in Hashem, I don't believe that Hashem does everything for the best. Why would I wake up to shul? Why would I put on tefillin? Why would I do any of the commandments? Why would I learn? Why would I go to shul to pray and learn Torah? So he says, the root, not the root, if you want to fulfill all the commandments, the biggest commandment you should do, even though it's not written, because all problems stem, believe it or not, from being upset. All problems stem from being upset. But you have to know one thing. In this Chodesh, in this month, all the tragedies by understanding that Hashem is with us, understanding that Hashem is with us, the Av, like we said earlier, the Chodesh, the month is called Av, right? Av. And it's our Father that's commanding us to always be happy. When? When is He commanding us to always be happy? In this month. How can I be happy? You know how I have to always be happy? Understand, I'm also upset like you. I'm always with you. I always have your back. I'm always supporting you. Like we said earlier with David Melech. David Melech believes the stick that hits me is the same supporting cane that supports me in my life. He's always hand in hand, always together. So it's Dafka, it's precisely in this month of Av that Hashem tells us, I want you to be happy. How can you be happy? How can you bring down all your problems? Bismcha. So that's, that's very timely. You know, it's very timely because it's right now. It's happening right now. That's right, Rabbi. Wow, what chizuk, what inspiration, what simcha. Wow. I, I just have to add, I, I always say this over, the, the, the word bismcha. It says it a lot, you know, many times the Torah, when it says the word happiness, uses the terminology of with happiness. And uh, I heard once a beautiful pshat, the beautiful chidush insight is that uh, how does one become bismcha? Similar to what the rabbi said, simcha, the middle letters are moach or the mind. Bismcha, you play around with the letters, you have the word machshava, which is your thoughts as well. So wow! By having positive thoughts, by thinking good things, you know, yeah. you know, uh, then a person could always be happy. And uh, Rabbi Lati, I got to tell you, <laughs> that was a really, really powerful insight. Shior, chizuk, inspiration, Torah talk. We really, really appreciate it. Chazak ubaruch. Thank you I very myself, much. And I'm sure everyone listening is going to have a different outlook on this uh, this topic of happiness. And Bezat Hashem, we should all take these lessons to heart, and we should be zocher. We should marry to see the Geulah Shlema, the complete redemption. I see the Beit Hamikdash behind the Rabbi. <laughs> Such a beautiful sight. Don't worry, the real one is going to be much bigger than this. Ah, <laughs> We should marry to see each other. You know, the, the rebuild Jerusalem speedily in our days. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you very much for the honor. <laughs>